Hello and welcome to the first episode of MedTech Africa in 2022. A belated Happy New Year to you and yours wherever in the world you might be. Hope you have been keeping safe and well. If this is your first time with us, it's great to have you on the show. MedTech Africa is the podcast where we showcase digital health and health tech innovations from across the African continent. On today's episode, I'll be speaking with Ismaila Dien. He's the Vice President of Solutions at Dimagi, based in Dakar, Senegal. Dimagi has spent the last two decades developing and scaling social impact technologies across the world. One of their flagship innovations is known as ComCare. They describe it as the world's most powerful mobile data collection platform. Ismaila will be telling us more about this amazing platform and how it is empowering frontline health workers in African countries such as Burkina Faso and Madagascar. Once again, this is MedTech Africa. So welcome to MedTech Africa, Ismaila. It's such a pleasure to, to have you on the show. Um, and I know that you are based in Senegal and you're originally Senegalese, right? Yes, I am. Born and raised uh, in Senegal. <laughs> Great stuff. So congratulations. Senegal is doing quite well in the Africa Cup of Nations uh, soccer tournament. Uh, for those of you who are familiar with football or soccer, you're through to the finals. Congratulations. How are you feeling about that? Thank you. Thank you. Uh, excited, obviously, as usual. But we've, we've, been, we've been there a couple of times and we've been disappointed. So I'm, so I'm keeping my, my emotions uh, uh, controlled, let's say, uh, yes. waiting for the finals to, <laughs> to let it all out. Some cautious, cautious optimism, uh, but I really exactly. wish you all the best. And, and that's not to take anything away from the Egyptians. Great side, probably the greatest uh, country historically in Africa in terms of yes. soccer. So uh, it's going to be a Definitely. tough one, but, but all the best. All the best. Great to have Thank you, you uh, on the show. And, and one other random question I wanted to ask. I, I was reading the bio that your colleague sent to me, and uh, she said that one of your ambitions is to grow a mustache like Hercule Poirot, the Agatha Christie <laughs> detective character. <laughs> How is that going? How is the mustache going? <laughs> Well, uh, let's say my my wife don't let me uh, accomplish that that ambition. <laughs> so he grows, yeah. and I, I cut it off, and because uh, my my wife is is not behind me on that goal. <laughs> Ah, she's not a fan of, of um, uh, Monsieur Poirot, is, is, is she? <laughs> Monsieur Poirot. Or she's just not a not, fan of not, the mustache. Not at all. <laughs> Both, I think. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. Well, all the best. All the best with that. And uh, I wish you well. Uh, you never know. Maybe she'll have a change of heart uh, uh, one day. So um, good to have you on the show, like I said. And and um, maybe let's start, obviously, with... with um, you telling us uh, a little bit about yourself. Who is Ismaya Dien? First of all, and I think if someone have to define me as son of Senegal and a son of Africa, uh, that, that that's something that's always on the back of my mind when, when people ask me, like, what you're doing, why you're doing it, and where you're doing it. So I'm a, I'm a Senegalese first and a son of Africa, really looking forward for, for the interests of, of my country and my, my continent. Uh, but in general, I'm, a, I'm an engineer, um, 
born and raised uh, here in Senegal, uh, traveled a bit for, for studying in Europe uh, uh, and worked there a bit, um, but came back in Senegal uh, since 2013. And I've been working uh, in the in the development sector uh, in, uh, almost for, for uh, seven to eight years now uh, with uh, with my company, Dimagi. Uh, I'm a father as well, a husband uh, and, and, and a father of, of three boys, uh, which uh, keeps my, my nights short and, and, my, and my life uh, busy as well. <laughs> great stuff, great stuff. And, and before you even go into telling us about your role at Dimagi and, exactly, and even exactly what Dimagi does, you know, I listened to your podcast on the Aid, uh, Aid Evolved, your podcast interview on, on Aid Evolved. And, that was such an amazing podcast. And, and to the audience, I highly recommend listening to that podcast if you want to know a little bit more about uh, Mr. Dien and, and all his side hustles and, and how he <laughs> says he's a, <laughs> he's a feminist by, by default. So <laughs> yes. as a Nigerian author... Uh, Chimamanda Adichie says we should all be we should all be feminist feminists. So <laughs> exactly, <laughs> very exactly. very interesting to learn about you and to have you uh, on the show. So tell us about Dimagi. I, I've heard about. Am I saying it right? It's Dimagi, right? Dimagi. Yes. Dimagi, yes, Dimagi. Is, is, is I've, I've word, heard a yeah. lot about a, a lot of great things about Dimagi and the work you're doing uh, in terms of digital health and and digital solutions for for development. But could you, in a nutshell, just tell us about the organization and uh, what your specific role is? Yeah, sure, def- definitely. So, so Dimagi was founded in 2002 uh, in in the US. Uh, uh, out of uh, MIT, and, and and basically to summarize in, in like a few uh, key few words, uh, uh, we, we work towards our vision really uh, to have a world where everyone has access to frontline services, and using technology is really uh, how we we think we can achieve that. So so really providing technology for frontline services and then allowing really the beneficiaries in really different sectors on the world and, and health is, is one, obviously, uh, to, to, to access uh, uh, those, those technologies. So Dimagi is as well an international company. Uh, we have uh, offices uh, in, in every continent almost, uh, so in the US, obviously, but uh, we have offices in South Africa, some, some teams in Senegal and other countries, and as well like a, a big office in, in India. Uh, and and generally, uh, last point, we really have like a, a number of really uh, projects in the world. Like I think right now we are at more than 130 plus countries we we work with. Uh, we have worked with uh, in, in 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 the past uh, 20 years now because it's our 20 years uh, anniversary this year. Uh, and 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 I think that's in a nutshell, Dimagi. And my role at Dimagi, I'm a VP of uh, our solution uh, division. Uh, and basically, our solution division is uh, the implementation arm uh, in in Africa and and some other geographies, but mainly focusing in Africa where basically I lead a team of uh, 50 uh, plus project managers and analysts that really work with governments, NGOs, and, and other partners that are implementing uh, uh, really programs for development in health, in agriculture, and, and other sectors. First of all, congratulations, 20 years uh, in business. That is uh, an important milestone. But 103 countries, that is a massive, massive footprint. So really, really impressive. Uh, 
uh, reach uh, that Dimagi has. Um, and uh, well, we are not really here to go into the details of, of Dimagi, but to go into a more specific innovation that you have brought to the world and that is making a massive difference in the lives of, of people. And that is ComCare. So ComCare is an app that you have developed, or maybe it's even more than an app. So maybe you could tell us about ComCare. What is it? What is the problem or pain point uh, that it's trying to address? And what is the history behind it? Excellent question. And, and I think it's always a, a difficult question to answer without giving examples. So I'll, I'll give a general description and then we can maybe dive in in a couple of examples. So, so I think ComCare, you can see it um, as two things. One, it's a no-code platform. So basically, it's a platform where you can, without being a, a IT engineer or developer, uh, you can build applications um, and, and really have a turnkey system that can help uh, governments, NGOs build and maintain an application with the with the content and their programmatic content that they have. So that's the platform side of things. Uh, and on the other side, uh, we have the mobile application that is intended for frontline workers. So we 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 uh, the Comcare really help putting on the help in the hands of like these frontline workers um, a, a tool that can help them. Uh, give service delivery, uh, do data collection, and really have a, a, a really great tool to support their day-to-day -day activity and improve uh, the services they provide to to their beneficiaries. So that that's a two-side uh, that the two-side connection. So really a, a, a kind of an, a Swiss Army knife on the on the platform side that that allows people who are, don't even have a technical background sometimes to develop their own applications, and on the uh, on the Frontline side, really an application that works offline, that is simple to use, and that, that allow frontline workers to support their or their day-to-day -day activities. Amazing stuff! That is quite impressive. Uh, I like the way you you described it. The Swiss Army knife <laughs> uh, uh, of 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 apps, and of course, we don't advocate violence of, of any sort on on this show. So, if anyone is getting ideas about Swiss knives, <laughs> yeah, no, but, but that's quite uh, impressive. So, tell us a bit more about the features. Right, what is it? What makes this app? Uh, or uh, this innovation, what what makes it unique? I, I get that it's built uh, in such a way that anyone without the technical ability uh, can use it and and create an app that serves uh, their needs. But what is it specifically about the platform that makes it so agile? Yeah, and and I think for me the the first thing to start with is uh, really the um, how robust and efficient this uh, system is. I'll, I'll give you a concrete example. You have a program, let's say in Senegal, you want to develop an application uh, for community health workers in a specific uh, region uh, to provide uh, family planning services. So that's your goal. That's what you want to do. So you go online. You go to our plat uh, to our platform, Comcare. Uh, you register and you click create your platform. The platform allows you to to access a number of, of set features that allow you to build modules and forms for your application. So really, in 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 a couple of weeks, if like you have a bit of technical proficiency, you can develop an application and in the push of a button, really deploy it uh, for uh, your frontline workers to access it. So uh, I think for me, that's the first thing is like how quickly and efficiently you can set up. 
an application and and push it and and the application be ready to go live and and, and deployed in the, in the field so i think that's on the on the server side now on the mobile side some of the key things for me are one the fact that it works offline so once you've connected and and i think that's one of the things we really are proud of once you connected uh you have downloaded the application you can go in your uh catchment area and and really work offline without having to need internet connectivity uh, to, uh, to to do your work. You will need it, obviously, if you want to synchronize data and do things like referrals and other uh, other uh, workflows. But uh, really, to, to do your work as a frontline worker, you don't need connectivity. And I think that's the key thing. The other second thing that we have that, that I believe is really powerful is, is what we call case management, meaning that you can basically uh, register cases about pretty much anything. Let's say uh, a sick children, you can register uh, that person as a case in the application and track their information over time. So let's say uh, the children comes and visits you and they have malaria, right? You can, uh, uh, the application can guide you through the consultation of that child, give you some uh, uh, some recommendation in terms of treatment, et cetera, et cetera, and can actually trigger some workflows to say, hey, you have to revisit this child in, in three days to see how they are going and actually uh, follow up on the protocol. And the application will actually follow up with you in three days and say, have you visited that child, et cetera, et cetera. So, so that's really uh, some key features, both on the platform, but as well on the mobile side that I think like kind of set Comcares apart uh, in, in terms of a mobile application. That is very impressive. Just listening to you talk about it, number one, being offline. I think that is quite important because if we are talking about closing the digital divide and knowing that it's not in every context that you would have uh, connectivity, reliable connectivity. So ensuring that, that you know, uh, uh, an innovation has that offline capability is, is absolutely uh, critical. And also, I think uh, what has really stood out for me is the fact that uh, it, it can basically be used as some uh, uh, clinic assist, uh, clinical assistant of sort, right? So helping uh, the frontline health workers uh, to work through uh, perhaps uh, clinical protocols uh, and make the right call in terms of perhaps referrals and where the patients uh, uh, need to go. That is, that is very, very impressive. Um, so, so is it free? No, well, it's a big question. So it's nothing is free in 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 in, in the sense, uh, but it's a it's a open source platform. So basically, the code uh, and and the application is is available on on GitHub, an open source uh, platform where any government organization can go and and download the code and install it on on their own premises uh, to to run it. Uh, "Quote unquote for free because it's never free. You have to pay for servers, you have to pay for uh, staff to to manage it, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So that's why I say it's never it's never free. Uh, what what Dimagi uh, provide uh, on our side is like a cloud platform where we have engineers, we have people that that support a platform and that can give, provide you a space where you can develop your your application." And don't have to uh, uh, don't have to really have your own infrastructure to to run the the, the platform. So uh, that's the model we we offer. But like I said, it's an open source uh, uh, system that that uh, any uh, kind of organization can can use uh, if they have their own infrastructure. 
So if I'm hearing you correctly, so because it's open source, if I have my own technical capabilities and my own infrastructure, cloud computing, etc., I can take it and use it and not have to pay Dimagi a thing. But if I don't, then uh, you have value-added services that I could pay for while still using uh, developing something that is uh, specific to my needs. Is is that correct? Exactly. Exactly. And then it's really a SaaS uh, offer that we have. So basically, even without kind of, uh, quote unquote, reaching out to, to our services team, uh, you can go online, uh, uh, create an account on, on, on the CompCareHQ uh, platform and, and then start running your, uh, your, your application there. So SaaS is software as a service, uh, just for exactly, yeah. those sorry, who, sorry, are, for, yes. for <laughs> who, who might not know. Yeah, yes. amazing stuff. So, But obviously, yeah, I know as as versatile as a swiss army knife is it can't do everything so what are the limitations yes. of 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 comcare what can't it do or what would you like to see it do better uh in the future excellent question and and i think for 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 me there are obviously we can go into specific feature sets uh and 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 things like that um for for example uh, we, we we don't like we talk about like kind of clinical uh, support uh, previously, and we have applications, for example, in Burkina Faso that are used at the clinical level uh, by uh, nurses and then other uh, clinicians uh, to to support their uh, their uh, consultation for for sick children and and women, etc. Uh, but we don't, for example, do specific, uh, specific kind of uh, diagnostics, integrating some systems uh, diagnostics like, uh, for, for example, you have uh, uh, s- now a lot of like uh, systems that you, you see uh, that are developed in, 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 uh, in e-health that, that allow you to do, to do brain scanning and things like that that are digitalized. And, and we don't do that yet. What we provide, though, is like an integration with uh, such systems. So, for example, uh, uh, for malaria, you have our, uh, rapid tests, RDTs, rapid diagnosis tests. Uh, that we can integrate with. So now you have mobile system that can take, help you take a picture of our RDT and it, it interprets the results of it. And we have developed kind of a, a, an integration with such applications so, so you can, uh, you can, uh, you can read those things. So, so I think on the technical side, like th- those are the areas where we, we haven't pushed, but we created those integrations to be able to interma- uh, in, uh, interact with, uh, with such systems. Now, now I think where I, uh, I would like to to be cautious is like we push our partners to really look at at their programs for uh, how they can uh, be sustainable for them for for their countries uh, for for their organizations in in general and and I think because Comcare can seem so simple uh, sometimes. Uh, uh, people jump into it without taking the necessary uh, cautions to to really think about it holistically, both from a funding perspective, uh, from a technical perspective, uh, and and from a from a post actually deployment perspective. And and those are things I think I always caution on people. So it's a great tool, but because it's great, like don't necessarily. Uh, oversee some of the uh, the things you should do around it to, to make it sustainable. Uh, and then I think that's a, uh, that's a side question. Like the, the tool won't provide you everything. Like you have to uh, take, uh, take in account uh, a bunch of things like devices, data connection, support, et cetera, et cetera. 
I mean, obviously, um, people would ask uh, and want to know in this day and age where we are talking about, you know, data stewardship uh, on one end and then data lawlessness on the other end. How are you guys handling data uh, and how are you ensuring that it's safe and that it's ethical? Excellent question, and, and I think it, it's really a relevant question <laughs> nowadays that we we get uh, in in all our discussions in our all our projects. So so I think first uh, in in terms of uh, system uh, and and platform, uh, Comcare really uh, is based. Uh, it has been built to to kind of uh, respect. Uh, some of the norms and laws uh, in different countries. So in the US, uh, the, the HIPAA uh, laws, uh, we we are compliant to those rules and, and the systems uh, is built to, to be compliant on those rules. Uh, in, in Europe, GDPR, et cetera, et cetera. So, so those are um, some, some, uh, some kind of uh, uh, first indications of, of like uh, the, the security and, and kind of uh, data privacy provided by Comcare. Uh, second, we were also SOC to compliant, uh, so so we provide uh, and and for for people uh, uh, who want to know more about SOC two, it's like it's it's around a security uh, compliance kind of uh, rules uh, that uh, systems have to do a lot to, to really comply to. So that's something you can research. But we were also SOC to compliant, uh, and and that's an, a second indication. But the last one for me is the most important: is that we always work with partner to one let them know that uh, even if they use our uh, infrastructure, uh, the data is their data. It's not Timagi's data. We just host it on their on their behalf. And the analogy I give to everybody is: uh, you wouldn't mind. Um, uh, taking your money to the bank, right? Uh, obviously, some people do, but <laughs> you trust the bank to 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 uh, to manage your money uh, on your behalf, or at least to to uh, to to keep it safe on your behalf. And that's the same thing. We, we're signing contracts, uh, we, we're signing MOUs with with uh, organizations, with governments, to let them know that hey, we're just hosting your data, but it's your data. The day you want to move it out, the day you want to delete it, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, uh, that's uh, that, that's uh, what you can do uh, with, without any concern ab about it. So, from a security perspective, and from a um, uh, from a uh, personal data privacy perspective as well, uh, I think Dimagi and Comcare makes all the effort to make sure we we uh, comply to to laws and, and and regulations in different countries. No, that's very important. Uh, but I also suppose that in, in Africa in particular, it must be complex. Uh, you know, unlike uh, Europe, where you have the European Union, and so it's more or yes. less one regulation for uh, continent-wide. How are you navigating uh, the different contexts in Africa and, and the fragmentation in the regulatory en environment? That that's uh, that's again a really good question, and 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 I think um, I'll, I'll give you an example of a project because it's a multiple country project uh, where we're working with different governments and organizations in their country. And uh, at the beginning of each of of uh, each implementation in each country, we come to convince basically the government to use uh, the tool because it helped uh, had them go quicker and, and, and kind of deploy it in a quicker manner instead of reinventing the wheel. And the data privacy and the, and, and the data sovereignty question is always the first question that is posed. So what we have done is actually do a, a landscape kind of analysis of the different law and regulation in different countries. And like you said, uh, depending on the uh, the, 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 the 
the zone, West Africa and, and etc. Like some of these uh, international kind of bodies like have made some recommendation, but each country have adapted them or not. And actually, if, even if they have adapted it, they are not actually uh, kind of enforcing those laws necessarily. But we have we went ahead and listed all those law and regulations and actually have a playbook of when we come in country, what authorization we need to get, uh, what sign-off we need to get from whom, etc., etc. So depending on on the countries, it, it's easier or less easier. Sometimes there is not no even laws, and and we're we we actually come up with like some MOUs that we sign with the governments to to make sure that we put this into a framework that respect like um, all, all these uh, at least like the idea behind data privacy and, and and these laws, even if they don't exist in in the country. So that's how we we approach it. But it's a it's really an evolving question because in the same country from year to year, from a project to another, uh, things can evolve and then we have to stay flexible and, and, and adapt uh, to, 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 to those contexts. But I think for me, the key is that we have to respect the data privacy of uh, the beneficiaries and users that use the application and that that's what we're striving to do each and every time. I can sense your your resi- your high level of resilience, but also frustration with with the fragmentation in the system, and and hopefully things will change uh, as uh, as the regulatory environment matures, uh, and as technology advances across the continent, and perhaps across the world. I, I think I hope that things uh, things will be better. Um, now we've been talking a bit technical. We need to move into the real life application of Comcare. What kind of impact is it having? What governments are using it? Uh, is it being scaled? What, you know, what kind of achievements uh, uh, have you have you attained so far? And that's uh, again an, an excellent question, and and I'll I'll give you here and there some some examples, and 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 then we can go through them. So, uh, one in terms of typical use case, I'll give you. a Two quickly, two quickly, two quick project. I mentioned the one in Burkina, and I'll come back to it in terms of scale later. But I'll mention another one in Madagascar, where since 2016, we've been working uh, with uh, Management Science for Health, MSH, which is a large organization, and the government of, uh, of Madagascar uh, to deploy a, a, a integrated community care management system uh, for the uh, community health workers in Madagascar. So the idea is to really, like I said before, provide them with a tool that help them do everything from family planning, stock management, uh, uh, child care, uh, and, and, and other uh, kind of um, uh, services that they provide to their community using a ComCare application. So that, that application has been scaling slowly and surely uh, since uh, 2016 after getting approval from uh, uh, from the government and, 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 and some of the funders that, that funded the project. And, and right now we're uh, getting closer and closer to 5,000 users in some of the uh, the regions that we that we cover, which is uh, I think uh, thir- almost thirty percent of coverage of like the the scale in Madagascar. We're not there yet, uh, but but I think it has been like a long sustaining project now since uh, uh, since five plus years uh, that is showing how to build a system, pilot it and scale it sustainably. Uh, we're actually in the middle of a lot of discussions to, to make sure that uh, we continue to, to push that, that, that scale. So that's one. Uh, another example in Burkina that I mentioned at the clinical level, 
Uh, now, ComCare is used in uh, more than 70% of the health facilities uh, uh, at, 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 the, um, at, at the clinical level, in, in, in uh, public clinical level in, in Burkina Faso, with an, an application called uh, REC, uh, in French it's Registre Electronique de Consultation, so Electronic Register for Consultations. And, and that's another... Uh, uh indication of like how scalable uh, the, the system is and the other nice thing uh, with that product is that it started on Dimagis cloud uh, but is now migrating to a, a local government uh, uh, cloud so that as well show you that the product can scale but as well be transitioned to local ownership uh, of, of this government uh, there so I think that's a few ideas but in terms of number like it, it's really mind-blowing even me sometimes I, I can't realize how some of these numbers are but comcare is used like by has been used in total like if you count uh, each individual but one one plus million uh, frontline workers in the world. A lot of them were in India in a, in a big projects we, we had there, uh, but that, that shows you the, the, the scale. And in terms of just what we call form submission, you can see a form submission as like kind of the, the, uh, the units uh, of like how we measure quote unquote impact on our side, uh, because for each form, you can link it to one children consultation or one pregnant woman consultation. Uh, we have submitted in total one, I mean, our user have submitted in total more than uh, 1.3 billion forms uh, since we started uh, uh, 20 years ago, uh, and a lot of that more recently. So those are just a few numbers and some example of, of uh, scales. But uh, yeah, here, there, there you are. Very, very impressive numbers. And, and I, I mean, the 1.3 billion is, is mind boggling. Uh, but what is even more striking to me is having that 70% coverage in, in a country, in, in Burkina Faso. Tell us more about that. Um, is the system running uh, parallel, like uh, almost like a vertical system within uh, Burkina Faso's perhaps um, health information system? Or is it integrated with what they already have? Uh, and is it being used beyond just perhaps integrated uh, management of childhood in illnesses, uh, etc.? Yeah, excellent question again. And, and, and I think that's one of the strengths of Burkina. And Burkina, I think for me, is a perfect example for other countries to follow. Uh, one, because it, it took time to do the things right. Uh, these products didn't start even with ComCare. It started uh, with a, a, um, a, a custom system built before 2014. In 2014, uh, an NGO called Terre des Hommes uh, and the government of uh, the government of Burkina Faso uh, uh, really decided to switch system to have like a system they can scale. So they they contacted Dimagi and then we worked with them since 2014 to uh, build a pilot, uh, start uh, working with some clinicians, working with some doctors to refine the system uh, because we didn't just want to digitalize like kind of protocols. We wanted to make them really efficient in, in, in within the technology. So we we did that years after years. And what you're talking about in 2017, we were like, okay, now that we have a solid system, how can we integrate it in the in the national uh, information health system? And they use DHIS2 in, in, in Burkina. Uh, and then we, ComCare, developed an integration with that system. So basically the data can be uh, pushed 
uh, at the central level to to have like a, an overview. And, and and I think those steps like year after year, building the pilots, uh, building the integration national health system, uh, now migrating locally uh, into into the uh, the cloud infrastructure uh, held by the government, like all all those steps like during a span of like now almost eight eight uh, eight or nine years like show that these programs if you want them to be sustainable you have to take the time and the dedication and the investment uh to 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 make them work and then to sustain them for 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 the benefits of the population in in those countries so I've, i will suggest like i'll send the links after but uh, uh your your listeners to really go and and read some of the use cases for for that burkina uh, project Yeda is called Yeda uh, program. Uh, it'll be useful. Yeah, I've 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 read about it. It's is very 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 uh, impressive. But let me flip the coin a bit and say, all right, so you have succeeded. This is this is like goals. You know what what we say, uh, we millennials. Okay, I'm not a millennial, but I like to pretend that I'm one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I say we millennials call it say goals. You know that that you have you know, uh, a, a digital uh, health information system of sorts that is used, that has 70% coverage in a developing country, that is that is quite amazing. But do you know if that has translated to any improvement in quality of care or delivery of, of healthcare services in Burkina Faso? That, that's an excellent question. And then same thing I will, I will, uh, um, uh, redirect you after to to our evidence base uh, of studies uh, that that kind of show uh, the, really the improvements in 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 in, in health indicators in in services etc. And specifically for 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 the Burkina program, uh, uh, there there were several studies. One done by the London School of uh, Tropical Health uh, Medicine. Um, that that kind of really shown like the adherence to protocol with and without like the the, the application was was really improved with with the application. So those are the type of studies and 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 kind of uh, uh, confirmation of the impact the technology can have that that personally motivates me to to really keep going, keep scaling despite all all the challenges we we talked about uh, that 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 we face on on the day to day basis because these systems really help these frontline workers on on doing their job better, more accurately, uh, faster, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So so I think th- those are uh, key key things that that keep motivating me. Um, and then I think we have a, a really extensive evidence base of, of like peer reviewed publications that that goes through those those studies that that has been done on on Comcare specifically. Kudos for that. I think that really sets you heads and shoulders above a lot of organizations working in the digital health space, because one critique of digital health uh, innovations and technologies is that it's, it's not a particularly well-regulated space in the sense that um, uh, ev- using rigorous evidence to inform um, the decisions about those technologies, uh, that practice is not just as common as, say, in, in drugs or vaccines, uh, for example, and is really an area that digital health and health tech innovators, I think, need to, to pay more attention to. So, so kudos to you and to our listeners. Please go and check out the evidence base, learn more about, about ComCare, uh, and perhaps find a use case for it um, in, in your context. One more technical question related to, to ComCare is, 
how about the analysis of all these tons of data that that Comcare is producing? Is that left to governments, left to the users? Do you provide any support? Are there perhaps uh, artificial intelligence algorithms that that you're trying to build into into Comcare to help with 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 this big data analytics? Excellent question again, um, and and here as well so several several answers. So I think internally uh, Comcare provides some uh, analytics capability uh, internally or uh, by by integration with with other systems. I can I can cite Power BI, Tableau, but but really any any system that can interface uh, with APIs can can uh, kind of uh, plug in and and provide. Uh, uh, analytics cap- capability uh, for 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 uh, for for these organizations. Uh, our services team, as well, like provide really uh, services to help uh, the, um, the the organization not just think about like uh, services data collection, but as well when we have the data, what do we do about it? Uh, how do we build like uh, really targeted? Uh, dashboards and reports that can help the decision making uh, for 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 these organizations. So our services provide that. Uh, but uh, in the uh, in in our many many hundreds of, uh, of of projects, like really partners have used different solutions uh, to to really uh, build their dashboards and 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 and, and kind of uh, improve their their decision making. The the reality though, and, and to be completely transparent, is that. Uh, it's not the strength of of the of the uh, of the development uh, industry. Um, that they, they are not yet fully data oriented. You have some organizations and and uh, that that are really, but but I think like the the bar is for me, uh, for, for my own personal opinion, still a bit low. And and there is a lot of, of work to to be uh, still done uh, in 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 that uh, aspect to to improve things. I hear you, and and I think. There's a lot of potential there, and obviously, if if you know the data privacy and confidentiality and ownership issues are handled well, I mean, having for example 1.3 billion forms submitted, for example, that is a massive amount of data, and you know, so, so much potential to 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 be unlocked from perhaps analyzing that data and and informing informing uh, policy and informing uh, practice. Um, Comcare has come a, a long way. And I say congratulations to your team and, and to all your colleagues at Dimagi. Really, really impressive stuff. But I'm sure, um, you know, there have been bumps along the uh, along the way, like I, I like to say. <laughs> what have been your, your most vexing challenges in, in bringing Comcare as far as it has come? So so many. Uh, where to start? Even <laughs> is, is the question. The way, the way you side. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, and 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 I think it's 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 part of the it's part of the journey, right? It's part of the journey to 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 face those challenges. And and I think we mentioned the data privacy one, which is a a huge one. Uh, I think the resistance to uh, to cloud based system as well uh, is is a big one that that we. Uh, that that we are still facing today because and and it's totally understandable i think uh, a lot of the governments we're working with uh, want especially when it's about health they want data sovereignty they want everything to be locally uh, based and often like the reality doesn't necessarily meet the the needs <laughs> so uh, 
they, they, they want, uh, the example I give is that they want the Mercedes, but they don't have the garage or, or the, or the, uh, or the gas to put in the, in the car. Uh, and, and, and it's, it's a harsh reality, right? So you, you want to be able to provide something that's sustainable, uh, to, to them. And, and I think today, one of the, uh, the challenges uh, that are posed in front of us is how we provide to this government all the requires that, that they want, taking in account uh, the means and, and the resources that they have. Uh, and, and, and I think that's a, that's a real question that we uh, that we face right now. So so I think uh, like those are two big challenges, like both in terms of okay how to navigate data privacy and how to uh, navigate right now like the data sovereignty question. Uh, with, with the governments are the two big challenges that that uh, uh, that are posed to come care otherwise te- technically speaking I, I think uh, scale has been as well a big challenge to to face right like a few years ago uh, we were in the middle of like uh, uh, having like some of our bigger products like go to larger and larger scale so like I said in, in India for example we we had like at some point I think it was 300,000 or even maybe a bit more, I can't remember exact numbers, but users that were using the, the, the application. So you imagine that going from maybe a few years ago from maybe in total in all our uh, projects, maybe, I don't know, 15 to 20,000 users to, okay, one just one product having 300,000 users, like the system behind it, the infrastructure, the, the, the processes and everything needs to be uh, uh, are tested like how uh, you say you you can go to scale okay can you show us you can go to scale and then i think that has been like a couple of really uh really rough years especially for for our engineers to 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 really do that but they, they were successful and they continue to be successful at kind of uh demonstrating that this system is built for scale uh like we said in other products now in in, in Burkina Faso or ethiopia or other countries yeah, no, I hear you. You know, that's one thing a lot of digital health innovators underestimate. You know, uh, the app you build for for a thousand people might not be the same app that handles a million people. And, and you not need to all. think about scale. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> You definitely yeah. need to think about scale and, uh, scale. and a lot of innovators, uh, they tend to, under, to underestimate that. Yes, You know, you are one of the few guests I've had uh, who has not talked about money as a a challenge. (laughs) What am I missing? Do you guys have some endowment or sponsor? (laughs) (laughs) No, no, it's it's, it's always a challenge, but but I think uh, we... It's a challenge for for everybody in in, in the sector. So uh, it's it's part of like what we do. But so so now I think internally what we do is like we we as well like work with our partners to really look for funding. Um, so we we don't just come to them and say hey this is the price point. If you can't like uh, you you can't. We we say okay how can we work with you? We we have some uh, we have some some networks that we can use. We have worked with uh, funders in the past uh, that, that can help like kind of uh, help these countries uh, grow. So uh, not not to do some advertisement, but we recently uh, had a, a sign a, a partnership with the Global Fund uh, for three, uh, $3 million dollar um, a three million dollar matching fund uh, that is available for all countries that want to scale Comcare. Uh, so the same thing. I will send the link later, but they they can really 
uh, work with us in the Global Fund to see how they can take their ComCare uh, uh, projects to, to scale in their country. So those are the type of, uh, uh, let's say, a partnership that we try to develop, uh, not for us, but really for our partners to, to have as well, like the, the resources necessary to, to scale. Great stuff. I'm, I'm a big fan of, of co-creation and co-inventing co ideas and solutions, especially when it comes to, to fundraising. Uh, you know that, that saying, if you want to go far, uh, if you want to go fast, uh, go alone. But if mm -hmm. you want to go far, uh, go, go with people. And, and so really good to hear that you're, you're working with other, your partners uh, and not just treating them as potential uh, customers, but, but treating them as, as, uh, as partners yeah. uh, uh, on this journey. Well, it's been such an amazing conversation, uh, Ismail. The time has flown so quickly. I, I didn't even recognize we, <laughs> we, we've, spent, we've spent that amount of time. It's, it's been absolutely amazing having you on the show. So as we close, what next for, for ComCare? Where do you see yourselves uh, in the next uh, couple of years? Uh, excellent question. I, I think we have still a ton of work to do, even in Burkina, countries where really I think we have been really successful, but we have a ton of work to do. But but one thing I can mention is I think one of the area that we look into to uh, making a push is is really direct to frontline worker solutions, where basically we want to be able to to push solutions uh, to really empower a bit more frontline workers uh, because one of their challenges today is a lot of these frontline workers, especially in health, are, are volunteers. So they, they are paid a few premiums here and there for taking trainings, etc. But on a day-to-day -day basis, uh, they are uh, yeah, they, they are volunteering and, and making all this effort to, to help their communities. So one of the things we want to push is how can we use the technology that they have in their hands to actually uh, create value for them and actually uh, look for them to to be to to have pay etc. So we have a few ideas that we want to push there uh, as well. But really, it's like really pushing our our big projects to scale, continue to 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 support our, uh, the governments and partners we we work with. Well, I'm really rooting for you guys. Well, I always root for all my guests on the show, but I'm really rooting for, for Comcare and for Dimagi, Dimagi's continued uh, success. And usually at this point, I'd ask you to, to tell our listeners where to find you and how to find you, but I'm going to post all that in the show notes. So I, I find it a bit redundant. Um, so let me end on a random note. What side hustle are you working on now? <laughs> wow, that's uh, I have I have a lot I have a lot honestly, but let, let's pick one. So I um, I re recently uh, uh, invested in a, in a tech company that wants to provide uh, banking for uh, expat African expats uh, um, in Europe, in the US, etc. And and I think. Uh, why I did that is because I believe in like uh, the service they provide, like close proximity service with especially like language, uh, <laughs> like pro providing service like in local languages. And, and that's uh, something I, I invested recently with a group of friends uh, because we have like this investment group. Uh, so 
that's something I'm, I'm I'm looking forward to to see how it will develop uh, recently. So that's uh, my investment side hustle that I'm uh, pushing a little bit <laughs> these days. Very very fascinating. I, I need to be part of that investment group. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I also love side side hustling. <laughs> well, Ismail, uh, it's it's been it's been an absolute delight having you on the show. Thank you so much uh, for being here with us. And look, whenever you're in in uh, this part of the world, I, I'm based in Nairobi. Uh, please feel free to to give me a shout so that we can we can talk talk more about Definitely. this side hustle. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely, Samuel, and really thank you for having me. That was that was a, such a pleasure talking with you, and uh, we really uh, appreciate the work you're doing with your podcast. So th- thanks again for having me. Thanks for listening. I hope you found today's episode enjoyable and insightful. If you have any thoughts on this episode or recommendations of African health tech innovators that you'd like me to host on the show, please reach out to me directly on LinkedIn, Twitter, or email by the links in this episode's show notes. Finally, don't forget to subscribe to MedTech Africa on your preferred podcast app. And if you have a moment, please leave us a great review because it really helps other people to find the show. Thanks again. I'm your host, Sam Oti, and I'll speak to you in our next episode.